Welcome to Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Hoffholtz. We, we hope, hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> thank you very much, Eve and Lucy, and thank you for being here on a brand new episode of Doing the Best We Can with Eddie Hoffholtz. I'm Eddie. It is a pleasure to see you back again this week. We have kind of a different week this week. I'm looking forward to it. I'll tell you more about it in a second, but welcome to this show. This show is kind of a memoir, kind of part just me sharing my life, and the hope is that in hearing this, that somehow it helps you. I started this because I have been so deeply impacted by the stories of people that I have heard, and I thought, you know, maybe there is something to the fact that if I just kind of get on a microphone once a week and talk about where I'm at, maybe that will mean something to you, or maybe not, or maybe it'll just be entertaining. Either way, you're here, and I'm glad you're here, uh, and I'm glad we get to walk through this time together. A few things you should know about the show. First uh, is that it is totally live. Uh, I am recording this on the 4th of July. We just had very good dinner. We had grilled pizza. That seems like something you don't need to know, but I'm telling you, we just had grilled pizza. I'm feeling good, and now I'm recording a podcast and releasing it, uh, and you are hearing it actually while I'm on vacation. But you hear it live, so you're going to hear little things like stuttering and stammering and all of that, but I do that intentionally because I want to be able to pull down the veil between you and I and make this as authentic and as real a moment as possible. You should also know that this podcast starts as a newsletter. This week's a little different because there's no newsletter this week, so it's just a podcast. But typically, I write uh, and have some extra content there, so you can go to eddiekoffoltz.com. It's impossible to spell. The name is the link and everything is in the show notes. So you can go to that, you can read the newsletter, and then uh, come back to the podcast. Confusing enough? Yeah. Okay. Well, we're doing the best we can, as the show would you know, suggest. Today, uh, I am very excited to have one of my very favorite people on the show. His name is Teddy Ray. Teddy just had grilled pizza with me for dinner on 4th of July. Teddy, how are you, my friend? Hey, I am great. And I got to watch you do this live. <laughs> and, and that was it. Just for anyone listening, it's really one take. And I'm watching, like, I looked at one point because I thought you must have been reading that. No, nope, That's nope. amazing. No, nope, no, nope, just do the thing. That was the first time I've ever done that in front of anyone. And I was very much like saying, like, don't look over at him. He's not here. You're alone. It's just you. You're Don't be, don't be weird. Um, so Teddy is one of my very dearest friends. We have known each other for how long, Teddy? Uh, 17. It's got to be 17, 18 years. Yeah, no, no, that's right. We're coming up on both my wedding anniversary and our friend anniversary, yeah. which happened within like a month of each other. Um, Teddy and I met when uh, I was a student at Asbury Seminary, and Teddy uh, was a pastor at a church there, and I answered an ad to because Teddy was leading a church and needed a guitar player, and I answered an ad and found a really dear, dear friend, <laughs> right? I mean, that's how it happened. Right, and I hired you without you ever playing guitar in front of me. I forgot about that <laughs> because really what kind of person would show up? But I mean, you did, you brought it in your trunk, but you didn't bring it in because you uh, said it was too presumptuous. Oh, like, like, <laughs> that's then I was really like, funny. His, I'm, I don't have a good musical ear anyways. His, uh, his references tell me he's great, and it's one Dan Lewis. I know right. Dan Lewis. Right. He told me he's great. I was like, well, I trust Dan Lewis's ear more than my own. So Teddy and I went from me answering a want ad and never playing guitar for him <laughs> to for many years, Teddy and I have walked through uh, the, the fullness of life together. You have actually heard Teddy on the show before in another context. Uh, what was the week? Oh, we were talking about um, kind of the the 
was it the why I'm not a pastor anymore yeah, week? Yeah. It was like that. And so Teddy was a pastor, but also Teddy is one of my closest confidants in the world. Teddy also happens to be a business owner and owns a, is it a, considered a chain yet? When do you consider it a chain? I don't really know. Well, I'm guaranteeing he owns more donut stores than you and I. Um, although, unless he might be a donut store owner, but how many donut shops do you open? So there are oh, four oh, now. Yeah, four. there are two in Lexington, Kentucky, and two in Louisville. North Lime. Yes. And they are okay. From a man like I'm a man that knows a donut, and these are very good donuts. <laughs> but they're cakey, so they're like a cake based. Like, we're not here just to talk about donuts, but yeah. we need to talk about like the actual donut itself, and they're square. Yes. Some of them are square. Yes, okay. And and many of them are cakey. And yeah. actually, if they're square, that means they're not cakey. And oh. if they're not square, they are cakey. Now, that is something, because my favorite... Now, this has tricked me, because... Hold on, we need a little bit of... There it is. It feels moodier, right? Now we're getting into the real <laughs> stuff with square and round donuts. <laughs> but, okay, so my favorite donut there, though, is like it's basically like a glazed plain one that's square yeah that's a yeast donut funny it's like a, a biscuit recipe actually now that matters because i've been pretty against yeast donuts my whole life but that's my favorite donut there which means you've tricked me <laughs> that is a good donut so tenny owns uh and is part of a group of folks that own north lime then also teddy then uh we, we talked about this on a previous episode. It was a pastor, still in many ways is my pastor. His family is just incredible. I've known them since when they were a family of two. They're now a family of six. But Teddy then up and goes, I would say mid. I would say midlife, though it's not a midlife. No, no, that's but, fair. But it was midlife. It was. <laughs> it was midlife adjacent. <laughs> up and goes to law school um, in Connecticut. Um, <laughs> so Teddy goes to law school in Connecticut um, and still owns these stores and uh, has also been instrumental behind the scenes in helping me start doing the best we can. I tell you all of this because what we're going to do this week is um, previously called a bonus episode, but now we're just making it an episode episode. What we're going to do is talk a little bit about sort of an addendum to our four week financial series. Teddy, I don't want to put you on the spot. Are you, first of all, are you a reader or are you a listener to doing the best we can? Because I know you do one of them because you comment on it. So I don't want, I, I, I'm not, I'm not being presumptuous that you do, but we've talked about it. So I know you do one of them. So which one? No, I'm a big time fan. Sometimes I read, sometimes I listen. Yes. Uh, at the beginning, I was doing both. Oh yeah. Uh, and now it totally depends on my time. It like depends, okay. if I'm driving, I've been driving back and forth to DC and I'm like, I can listen to Eddie right now. <laughs> Other times I'm not driving nearly enough. And so right. I read. Now you read it. Okay. So you have read the financial, you've engaged in the financial series. Indeed. Yes. Um, you have taught me, I would say 99% of everything that was in that financial series. Cause you are just really astute with this. How did you get so good with money <laughs> that makes it sound like you're like mr monopoly here it's not but no. you do have a really astute mind for this how did you how did you gain this expertise i don't i i, I think all of us are just nerdy in our own way mm. and this is like as i've talked to people one of my hobbies is spreadsheets mm -hmm. and like I probably have 10,000 spreadsheets yeah. on my computer and yeah. I don't watch a lot of TV and like, I don't know, I just have weird hobbies. And so when I was 16, I started reading a bunch of just like financial advice stuff. Huh. My dad, when I was 10, 
my dad in the car would listen to AM radio. Yeah. And whenever there was a financial advisor on AM radio, that's what was on. And so yeah. I kind of just like started soaking in it. Like there. a Clark Howard type or something. <laughs> like oh, that. yeah. Yeah. Clark Howard. Yeah. The really wonky stuff. But you do have an interesting spreadsheet life. Like you and I have gone back and forth on. I, I've gotten like <laughs> little glimpses of, of this. I had a. I wanted to open a barber shop one time. It was and amazing. We, we, <laughs> and we got deep into a spreadsheet. Hard to open a barber shop. Hard to make money. Not hard. Well, it is really hard to make money. But um, you also do every, what is it, every football season? As uh. as the season is progressing, you'll post on Facebook, because big Kentucky Wildcats uh, fan, of course. Football fan, too, which has had great returns in the last years. You will post their odds of making like any playoff winning every game. And it seems as though you have a spreadsheet, an odd spreadsheet. Is that accurate? I have an odd spreadsheet. I think this was birthed out of uh, my wife saying that I was always too optimistic. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to find a, just a, a perfectly neutral way to project what the future is. Mm. And uh, it has helped me just dial back some of the optimism. <sighs> and And yet still, those spreadsheets tend to be UK optimistic and the season goes worse than that and it's right. really sad every year. But that's hard because math, the math should work, right? Math it, shouldn't lie, but it's still odds. We're going to end up on the other side of it soon. I can feel it coming. I know. Go <laughs> go UK. <laughs> go Big Blue. Um, okay, so uh, the thing I wanted to talk to you about though, back to North Lyme, uh, is the fact that you have opened, you like, you have opened these businesses, and I I know that I have gotten a lot of feedback from people who have listened to the series and have talked and we've talked about it was really basic, right? Like how to save, how to give, how to budget, how to do all of these things. But a lot of people have an idea of a thing they want to do, whether it's you know a consulting thing or a service or a full blown business. And I kind of wanted to talk to you today about how to start a business. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, the question is, so how do you start a business? But let's do something <laughs> earlier than that. Like, mm -hmm. when did you, as this kid growing up doing spreadsheets, listening to AM radio, like, how did you start to have an inkling that maybe you wouldn't, you would be an, an owner of something that you would, that you would be a part of the financial, that part of the financial world? Yeah, I, so I think for me, it, it came down to having an idea that I wanted to do something with. And and I need to be clear about this early on. Like, So I have two partners who run a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am a part owner with them and I am the the part of the ownership that does not run the business. Yeah. Um, and so I have a wonky idea mm -hmm. and I propose it to, uh, well, I'll, I'll give you some of the story. So um, someone who is a member of our church is baking. Her name's Heidi, mm. and she uh, was an engineer at the time, and she was baking on the side and selling all her stuff on Facebook. Like this is this is 2012. Mm -hmm. Facebook is huge. Uh, this is and and you put pictures of things that you made on Facebook, and people say, "I would like to buy that." Yeah, yeah. And she gets to the point that she's taking vacation days to fulfill all her baking orders. Now, okay. I have. I just had a weird memory click over. Did she make Steve's wedding cake or yes, something? Yes, I'm sure she did. I was there, and it was like a bass guitar, probably. And so. it was like, yeah. it was like Cake Boss level, where you're like, oh, this really looks like a guitar, yeah. and is really good. 
I never put together that that was her. Okay. She is incredibly talented yeah. and she's incredibly talented both in terms of making it, it look beautiful yeah. and taste good. It, it's really easy to do one or the other. To do both at once <laughs> right. can be a real challenge. Right, no, right, yeah. yeah. So Heidi's making cakes and selling them on Facebook. It's going from side hustle to like hustle, hustle, right? right? And so that's progressing. And so how does it continue yeah, from there? And so then I had had this weird idea for a, a coffee shop bakery. It wasn't even necessarily donuts. Mm -hmm. And uh, Heidi was at our house one night for a church thing. And at the end of it, I said, Heidi, I have this idea. I think you need to quit your job and we need to start a coffee shop together. And she was like, uh, I don't, I don't know anything about coffee. Yeah. And she said, uh, but I have this friend or like a friend of a friend who has always wanted to get into this. Uh, we met with him. He was incredible. His name's Joe. Um, Love Joe. Joe is amazing. <laughs> Joe and, is a good human being. Also yeah. a great musician. Seem, it's true. Yeah. It seems like not a part of the donut thing, but he is a great, <laughs> great person. Yes. Yeah, well, I, so he's a creative, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and I think that's where this comes together. And actually, yeah. he's not just a creative. Joe, like, uh, so we have a house in Lexington that had some major issues this weekend. Yeah. Um, I had said something to Joe about picking his brain about who he would call about these things, and I yeah. stopped and I said, "Wait a minute, you wouldn't call anyone. Yeah, you would just fix it. You would know how to because do it because yeah. just as a craftsman, as yeah. he kind of does all of this, and it all goes together. Yeah, and and." This is important then to say the three of us get together and this is our story and it doesn't have to be anyone's or certainly yeah. everyone else's story. But for us, the reason this worked is because you have these three people who have three very different skill sets yeah. that complemented each other and balanced each other out really well. Mm -hmm. And my biggest part of this was we have this meeting with Joe and Heidi where I'm saying, Heidi, like, you're taking vacation days mm. to do this because you love it and you're incredible at it. And Joe, like he had been sent to underperforming Starbucks stores just to bring them back up to yes, par. Yes, yes. A brilliant manager, brilliant leader, yeah. and a brilliant craftsman. And my biggest role was to say to the two of them, you're really good at this. Yeah. And you should do it instead. Of, he was a banker at the time. Yeah, he had, yeah. had left Starbucks. Yes. He was working as a banker for a yeah. few years. I was like, you all can do it. I will do the stuff on the back end and yeah. and it can all work. Yeah. Okay, but but there's a piece of this though that I have to interrupt it because like you we're, we're talking in financial series like Right. So I'm seeing how the streams are coming together, right? Mm -hmm. Like you've got this financial analytical mind, you're seeing a business opportunity. I mean, even before this story and I can edit anything, but you and I had always talked about like, you're like, I want to own a business where I don't have to run the business, right? but I'm not necessarily just getting checks in the mail. It's this hybrid thing. So you had been like sniffing around these kinds of opportunities and you were, I think you were fairly agnostic to like what the opportunity might be, but just waiting for that to happen. Then she's baking and doing this amazing. And then you've got Joe who just sort of is this missing like, jack of all trades and also great manager and also brilliant and also creative right? right and all of these things and it starts to be this like glowing orb of north lime right in the uh -huh. middle right but there's still a moment when you say to her hey we should open a coffee shop together that's a piece of it that is curious to me because like y you had to have had some sense at that time of like did you know how to open a coffee shop no okay what would you have what what's the first step then like how do you take that because that's the thing that i feel like every not everybody but a lot of people listening especially if you're this deep into this episode there's an idea like how do you click 
that idea into like something that happens. Right. So when you say I had wanted to be a part of something, yeah. here were the two pieces of it. I, I wanted to be part of something that I believed in, yeah, yeah. So, something that I felt like would, would make a difference in my own little mm-hmm. life in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard somebody say once a while back, uh, to start a business, you need three people. Mm-hmm. And those three people can all be the same person, mm-hmm. but you need these three people. You need someone to make it, mm-hmm. you need someone to sell it, and you need someone to watch the money. Mm. And I've I am the farthest from a craftsman of, yeah, of not, anyone. Yeah, and yeah. so I knew I'm probably not the one making it unless it's like making a financial services thing or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily a salesman, although I, I've done part of that. I'm the person to watch the money. And yeah. and that's the part I love doing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so you take an idea and no matter what the idea is, I think the next step is, unless you've already done it exactly, and and Joe had already worked in the coffee industry, and this is that was pretty crucial for us ultimately yeah, as yeah, someone who yeah, yeah. understands how this goes. But it was just a ton of research. It was a ton of okay, we have this idea. I mean, it, it's yeah. you with the barbershop. It's <laughs> like you have not cut hair, to my knowledge. No, like, no. you haven't I, run a barbershop and. Can you? I don't actually even have that much hair. Yeah. Like in total truth, like hair is not a huge part of my entire life <laughs> no, anymore. <it's> not. <laughs> no, you're you're not the ideal customer. No, even. No, no. So, but you had an idea. Yeah, yeah. And what you did over the next weeks and months was you learned everything about this industry. Everything, right? Yeah, I did. Uh, like you, you went to the bottom of the ocean on yeah. this thing, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that's kind of what you have to do. But yeah. but what you had was an idea yeah. that made sense for that industry, even though you didn't know the full industry. Right, yeah. And and that's kind of, like, that's that's what we start doing yeah. is just testing. Like, so like we're testing um, recipes mm-hmm. on the side and bringing them to other local businesses, like not other local donut shops, but yeah. Like, we would show up at a brewery with donuts and yeah. we we're like, Hey, we have free donuts. Do you want to try one and give us any thoughts? Oh yeah. Um, did and, anybody say they didn't like them? I don't mean to skew negative, oh, but like that's what, yeah. They, they weren't very good early. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Like we dramatically changed the recipe, the recipe that we ended up using, like yeah. once we hit it, we were like, this is it. And we know it yeah. because we've tried the eight before that were definitely not it. Because for as good as Heidi is a donut is like, uh, an industry like pizza where like you kind of don't play like people have their deep favorites deep opinions and apparently those opinions don't change except i realized i guess <laughs> i like yeast donuts now but like there you a donut is harder to get right than it is to mess up that being said you guys trial and error it and found like hit on something that like hit on this recipe and you knew it when you had it yeah yeah and so that's where heidi was an incredible baker yeah but donuts was a new foray mm-hmm. and so it yeah it, it took time yes and yes i so. see okay so so i want to kind of go in two streams on this one is i want to talk a little bit about purpose and mission and kind of the deeper meaning i mean part of it is like you sell donuts but it's it's I've I've felt sometimes like donuts are almost a front for a whole other thing that's happening, even though the donuts are great and a lot of people come and pick up their dozen and leave and that's there. But what is the kind of the deeper reality behind behind what North Lime is doing? Yeah. So when we were meeting before we ever started this, uh, there was a night around my table where I had all of us say, what is success and what is failure here? Mm -hmm. 
And um, I came to that with a really clear definition of success, mm. which was our employees are happy and better for having been a part of this. Mm. And our community is better for us being there. Mm. And uh, the third is we are making enough of a profit mm. that we can keep going and keep growing. Um, and so w w when you call it a front, this is where donuts is great for us. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're, we're not a, we, we actually call them life-changing donuts. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But the idea behind it, in part, is like, we know that we're not in a life-changing industry right. in any technical sense. Like, right, right. We, we are not changing the world. Right. But we're in something that's fun, mm -hmm. something that can not take itself too seriously, and a place where we get to interact with a ton of people. Yeah. And we get to be just a small part of these people's lives. And especially like, who's your typical donut shop employee? They're, right. they're going to come and apply when they're 20 years old. Right. And we get to be people's, one of their first jobs. Yeah. And so one of the most fun things now is the number of people we've seen who leave, mm -hmm. they go off to like a bigger job and they come back. Oh. And uh, I was just talking to someone two days ago yeah. who she had been gone for several years yeah. and she came back. And I was talking to another who had been thinking about leaving. And she said, I keep seeing people leave and then come back. Yeah. And, and this is what we love about it. You get to be involved in someone's mm -hmm. life when they're starting their professional career. Yeah. And you get to show them that work can be full of dignity, that they can learn more about themselves, mm -hmm. that they can grow in what they love. Yeah. Um, and it's just a delight hmm. to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, and the same in the community. So like, uh, Lexington has a local soccer team that just started last year Yeah. and they came to us and they said, we want you to be associated with us because we want to be deeply associated with the city of Lexington. Oh, that's and cool. when people think about the city of Lexington, they think about you. And so we want to connect Bingo. to you. Bingo. Right. And we were like, that's, that's it. That's it. That, yeah. that, that, that means like. Yeah. We're significant in this community mm -hmm. and not significant like we're a big deal, but significant like we're, we're making some small difference in this community. Oh, and yeah, and that's the goal. Yeah. And then you get to have a business on top of it and it, it does all of these good things and employs people. But the, there's those beautiful kind of, it, yeah, a front probably wasn't the right way to say it, but there's just kind of this beautiful entry point into like, sure, we'll make great donuts, but then we get to do this with it. Uh, I want to talk a bit about, because I'm aware that people are listening, or at least I want to be honor the people that have asked questions. There are people that are kind of 20 to 40. That's not everybody that's listening. I know there are a lot of people that are younger than 20 and old. Every time I ever mention <laughs> age on this show, there is some lovely woman who's like, I'm 50 plus and would love to be on your show. I'm like, we don't have a lot of guests, especially not. It's just like, hey, you're 56. Let's talk about that. I don't know what to do. But, um, but And there's my 12-year-old who loves listening to you. Who I love very much. Um, so, but I do want to talk about, okay, I want to get into like the, you know, Joe Jane average, right? You're making, I don't know, what, $50,000 a year, right? You have this idea. You want to start a thing. And you're like, how could I possibly start a thing? How could I possibly start something? Yeah. Um, how do people take first steps into going from, ooh, I've got an idea. Like, I've got an idea. We're going to make square and round amazing donuts that are life-changing we're going to be involved in our community like how do you start to get advice if you don't have like 
let's say a Teddy who is part of this team as well. How do you start to get that sort of knowledge about how to do the things like, should I be an LLC? Should I be an S corp? Like all of these kinds of questions, like what are the steps that people should start to take in order to do this? Oh man. Yeah. I know it's kind of like, just talk about it all, but where, where do you start? So if I'm looking for, yeah, that business, like LLC, that sort of stuff, yeah, I would look to, if I don't have friends who are doing it, yeah. um, I would start reading a lot. Yeah. Go to the, go to the local library, yeah, and start looking at. Uh, I think that's where I got. That's where I even knew what an LLC was. There yeah. was a, it was a rich dad poor dad book. It yeah. was all about yeah. different kinds of corporations, and yeah. I I listened to the audio book. Yeah, um, and I had done that. Like even if you're not sure, I did that several years before this. So it's not like I did it because we were about to open, I had just done it. And then these yeah. ideas were still in my mind. And so I'd, I'd say to people, go ahead and start doing this now. If you think you might start a business in five years, yeah. um, but go to the library and, uh, go to local business people. Mm-hmm. If you can, um, people approach us frequently and want to ask questions about how we started and we love talking about it. Yeah. And so if you have some local business, near you where you know who the owner is, yeah. I would actually approach them and say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Yeah, I know some things and I have yeah. this this idea, but there are a lot of things I don't know. Can I just yeah. talk to you? Yeah. And I, I don't know how many will say yes and how many will say no, but somebody will say yes. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to do it. Um, I, I do think, yeah, either you're going to have to make yourself the expert on it or if you just go, this is not how my brain works. Yeah. This is not the stuff I want to think a lot about. Yeah. You either need to bring someone else in or you need to be willing to spend for someone else to do that part for you because, yeah. yeah, all of that back-end stuff is really important. We'll also add to that, the, I am nowhere near at all your expertise, but I feel like the only reason I can hang in a conversation is because of the onset of shows like The Profit on CNBC huh. and Shark Tank and things that are like, there's a certain financial language that people would never Five, you know, 10 years would never say like, what's the valuation right. of this? Would never had a sense of what we're talking about, but now understand like, oh, I'm giving away a 10% equity stake and da da da. Like there's a certain, so there's a little bit of this. It's like start engrossing yourself in the, in, in just sort of like that world, because that world, that sort of like financial piece of it and the, the nuts and bolts are what's going to need to happen to, to make a donut. Right. Right. Like these are two different things that are one single piece of it. So you may know how to make the perfect donut, but there's still that whole financial piece to it that you've still got to learn somehow. To that end, there's always this hang up, and uh, someone asked this about like margins are fairly uh, thin. Yeah, like they've got like they're they're doing fine. But I think they actually said I'm making forty five thousand dollars a year and just making it. And I'm like, okay, I get that. There isn't like a ton of extra money to go. You know, I'm doing my ten percent uh, savings and percent. <laughs> um, how do people start businesses that are on kind of a thin margin? How do you bootstrap your own business? Yeah. So, I know that's another big question, but like, how do people do it? I think it's the really fun part. And this is just our experience. I, so I, I appreciate that this is like a memoir show more yeah, than a personal yeah. advice show, yeah. because I, I don't know that I can give the personal advice to everybody, but, but our experience was, yeah, we were super scrappy mm. at the beginning. Like yeah. we, we were looking at auctions everywhere and buying stuff off auction. Yeah. And, we, I mean, like, yeah, we're, we're going with sample product to breweries and sharing with people. And then we, we started on a shoestring budget Yeah, and I think that's the way to start. Yeah. 
because so most new businesses fail. And I think as far as when you look at the amount you're investing and what you're, what you're leaping into, I think you almost need to, you need to be able to accept that there's a high likelihood this is going to fail. And and I say that to say, like, if you're going to invest all of your life savings and this thing fails, are you going to be okay? Yeah, are you? And and some people would say, yeah, I will. Like I, I'm 24. Yeah. And this life savings, I can build it back in another four years. Yeah. Great. Then invest it all. Yeah. But if you're if you're 55 and you're like, I am dead. Yeah. If I invest this all and it doesn't work out, don't don't do it. Yeah. Um. And so it was super scrappy. Um. And I, I feel like then what you get is is you're able to watch what works and what doesn't. There's another book called Lean Startup that I would highly recommend uh, because a lot of the premise there is things are going to change rapidly. Like mm. if you make a five-year plan before you start this business, you're going to get to week three and realize there's a big piece of your plan that probably doesn't work. It's, it's oh. just, it's, it's different than you thought it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the more you stay lean, the more nimble you are to just identify what's actually working and what actually makes sense and mm. run with it. Yeah. And I think there's some joy in that too, that you're not tied down to something that might just be an albatross. Yeah. Um, uh, we're close to time, but I, I, I want to ask too, and this is a kind of a sensitive question, but not everybody has the acumen to not acumen. Acumen's the wrong word. That means ability. Not everybody has the temperament, I think, to be entrepreneurial and to start their own business. Um, and that's fine, right? Yeah. Like that's, that is actually more than fine. It's helpful to know if you are, and there's helpful to know if you're not. Like, I think that, well, we don't need to get into my stuff, but like, I, I think that that's good to know. But what would you say, like how, how, what's a good way to kind of look at yourself and go, okay, I've got a cool idea. I've got the perfect donut recipe. Mm -hmm. Am I the kind of person that should start a donut company? (laughs) Or am I the kind of person that should just make great donuts for my friend for the rest of their life? That's not an admission of like uh, failure or anything, but there's just like, there's a certain temperament for opening a business. It's like super scary. How do you know, how how do you know if you're that person? So, there's actually, I'm going to name one more book just because oh, yeah, I think yeah. it's really helpful. It's called The E-Myth, mm. and that stands for The Entrepreneur Myth. And it's yeah. about a woman who loves baking pies. And so yeah. she's like, I'm going to start a pie baking business. Yeah. But then when she starts the pie baking business, she realizes that the business is about so many other things, but just her baking pies. And what she loved was baking pies. Yeah. And so I think the first question you have to ask yourself is, do you love business or do you love this particular artistic thing. Hmm. And if you love the particular artistic thing and it sounds dreadful to you to end up in a situation where instead you're designing processes and figuring out who's running payroll and doing all of that, you have two options. One of those is just name that you don't want to be a business owner and that's great and fine and just bake pies and enjoy it. The other is to find partners who do. And say, hey, we can do this together. Yeah. Here's part of the deal. I want to mainly bake pies, and yeah. I want y'all to figure out payroll. Yeah. And um, so, so identifying your temperament is important. Yeah. yeah. If you love the craft, find a way to keep doing it, either mm. by not starting a business or finding partners. Mm. That's. I think that's what I would say to most people. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think there's shame in 
I want to be the person that bakes pies. No. Great. No. That... Be- because the the worst thing is to make the opposite decision. And now you're a business owner and you're like, oh my God, all I wanted to do was, why am I baking pies? I liked my old job. Everything yeah. was fine. Why did I <laughs> blow it all up? Because I thought I had to sell these pies. Like, it was just, I was happy before. Um, Teddy, okay. Uh, what, is there anything I forgot to ask? We were talking in like basic, like opening a business 101, how we would do this. I feel like we either didn't start or did a good job. I can't tell which one. What do you think? (laughs) So starting a business is, uh, I'm going to say two things. First of all, um, the business people you hear from were all the ones who were successful. Right. Um, All of them are incredibly talented and all of them got lucky. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, for North Lyme, we just count all the places that we got lucky. Yeah. The people you're not hearing from are the people who are incredibly talented and didn't get lucky or got distinctly unlucky in some way. Oh, yeah. And I feel like people just need to know that coming in, Mm -hmm. both to know, hey, this may not work. And also, if it doesn't work, it doesn't mean that you're a failure. Mm. It means that you didn't catch luck when someone else did. Um, I feel like that's important for people to hear just uh, on the front end. And the other is for me, we truly love the business. Yeah. If, if you just want, if you just hear stories of people making a ton of money, yeah, I think, I mean, some of those are true and I I think you can do something you don't love and make a ton of money. Um, I think it would make the rough patches harder. We've we've had a few rough patches yeah. where the real fight wasn't just like how do we make enough money? It was we love this and we want to keep doing it. Yeah. And and so it's it's just a different kind of fight when you love the thing. Yeah, I remember talking to you during post and post COVID with the business where oh, yeah. every every business and every restaurant was facing these big questions. And I, I distinctly remember you just saying like that exact thing. Like I just I just want this thing to hold on. Like, this was a great idea. We still believe in this idea. It's happening. Yeah. Little League teams want to have our name on there. Did they end up getting, what did you guys end up doing with that team? Oh, gosh. What was it, the soccer team or a little league? Oh, yeah, soccer team. So uh, we're the halftime contest. They, they roll a big donut out onto the field, Perfect. and you have to kick a soccer ball through the hole of the donut. Presumably a cake donut. Because <laughs> it would be square. Right? <laughs> Perfect. Teddy, thank you so much for being my friend, for eating grilled pizza with me tonight, for talking to us about this. Real quick, not real quick. If people want to find you, what is what is the best way? I mean... I don't, want- I don't know that people really find me. <laughs> You're on social media. Yeah, I will yeah. link the social media. Um, and also, more importantly, if they want a square round donut, I know you're not here to pitch, but this is important because people ask me and I don't want to have to answer their questions. So where can they go? North Lyme, yeah. two in Lexington, two in Louisville. Yes. So if you're anywhere else in the country, you're out of luck. Sorry. But if you go to North Lyme because you heard this, you have to tag me in it because it would make me and and north lime because it would make me so happy to know that you went and got a donut because of this so please take a picture uh of yourself in front of it um okay teddy you already want to stick around for the closing you want to do it all right all right all right here we go thank you of course to my dear friend teddy ray uh and his expertise this of course will not be the last time you hear from teddy on the show he doesn't know that but there will be more many more topics with teddy ray um Make sure you go to North Lime. Make sure you tag North Lime and me and uh, let us know that you went there. That would make me very, very happy to see you getting a fantastic donut and supporting this amazing business. And do let me know 
Uh, if you're starting your own business, we frequently have a section in the newsletter called You Do You, where uh, we are highlighting folks that have started their own businesses, just because I know in a small way how hard it is, right? Like I went out and end of last year, sold a bunch of <laughs> old equipment on Facebook Marketplace in order to buy the equipment to cover the startup costs to be able to start doing the best we can. Like I feel this hustle with you. And so I would love to be able to, with what audience we have cobbled together here, uh, support the work that you're doing. So make sure you send me your shows. So the next time we do a You Do You section, uh, we can talk about that. Just go over to eddiekoffeltz.com and go to the feedback. Okay, a couple more things. Next week, we start the advice column. Did you know we were doing Ooh, this? I had no idea. I'm pumped. Daddy, I'm going to show you the question in a minute that I'm about to answer for the advice column. It's straight <laughs> up. I've had people email me and ask me anything. And I say the same thing every week, which is I'm not sitting in some ivory tower of of uh, of knowledge here. But I, I do want to, I have thought about it, or at least I can Google it or ask other people. And we've gotten some wild questions. I also want to say we do have room for one more. So if you have a burning question, it can be about anything. Not fine. Oh my gosh. Anything. Nobody submit one. I'm submitting. <laughs> I'm submitting all of them. Nobody else submit anything. <laughs> Please send them in. EddieKoffoltz.com. Uh, there was no newsletter this week, but Jimmy, normally, Uncle Jimmy edits the newsletter. I'm actually with him as you're listening to this. We are all on vacation together, so I will put Jimmy on the Instagram. Uh, but if you do need someone to do some editing for you, Uncle Jimmy is available. And of course, we are proudly a part of the That Sounds Fun network. I hope you had a nice 4th of July. I hope you go and start your own business. Uh, and I hope you know how grateful I am that you joined me here today on doing the best we can. Have a good rest of your week. <laughs>